everybody. This is Dr. Be recorded. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Leon Melman. We have live attendance coming on the line from around the country. Nobody international this evening, but it is always fun when we have international clients attend. We will go ahead and stand by for the next eight minutes as people join in. As you do come on, I will repeat this constantly. We are going to be working out of the educational call tab. First page diagram says what happens to the fats we eat and why do we need the correct fats for our individual systems. Welcome to your teleconference this evening. It is the BYG EDU dietary engineering call. We do have some participants coming on. Grab some water. I do have diarrhea at the mouth. It's kind of like listening to a fire hydrant. But any questions you have, write them down. If I don't preemptively answer them, by the end, we will open up for questions. So go ahead, grab your playbooks now and stand by. We're going to give all other participants eight minutes. Welcome on to the line. Welcome, everybody. This is Dr. Leon Melman. You're on a live recorded line. We're going to be working out of the educational call tab. First diagram that says what happens to the fats we eat and why do we need to eat the correct fats for your individual systems. We'll be starting in just a couple minutes. Grab some water. Make sure you got a couple pens. You know I have diarrhea at the mouth. I speak quickly, but we're going to elevate your consciousness, increase the intellectual stimulation, and walk away tonight empowered and inspired because what lies within our immune system is absolutely magical. Stand by, grab your dietary playbooks. Okay, got a couple more minutes, everybody. We're going to wait for people to attend from around the country. Make sure you have your dietary playbooks, you're logged in, get comfortable. It's going to be an intellectually stimulating conversation as we learn about our prostaglandins and what happens to the fats that we eat. Stand by. They said you wouldn't make it so far And ever since they said as we all stand by, just listen to the words. This is a beautiful track. Everybody needs to believe more in themselves. As we wait for attendance to come on, grab your diagnostic playbooks, get some water, get comfortable. I'm going to elevate consciousness, intellectually stimulate, and believe in yourself.
right, wonderful. I see we got some attendance from the West Coast, East Coast. Terrific. Very good. Just a couple more minutes, everybody. giving up. I can't blame you if you're not sitting down. Got to stand up for this track. more minutes and we'll begin. Sixty-second countdown, everybody, to some frontal lobe stimulation. I hope everyone has started out the week on a positive foot forward. If you rewind, it can still be positive. So if you take a foot back, it can step back. It can still be positive. All right. Lots going on in the world, and we want to remain focused, focused on ourselves, believing in ourselves. It is now more important than ever. Even if you're not tuned into the media around the world, it is now more important than ever to strengthen yourself internally, externally, mind, body, spirit, and what feeds the immune system, your white blood cells on a cellular level specific to your immune system because we are each individually unique. So everyone, we're now going to start the educational piece. We are going to be reviewing tonight prostaglandins. Hint, hint, that's what PG stands for. For some of you that are on tonight, this will be a refresher. For some that are new, lots of information to digest. 
But before we dive into this diagram that you're looking at, and we are working off the very first diagram in the educational call tab, and up at the top, it says, what happens to the fats we eat? Why do we need to eat the fats that are correct for our individual systems? And then a big word that has been marketed tremendously the past 10 years, essential fatty acids, where most people you would come in contact with think they know what those are. Well, tonight we're going to level the playing field, and then we're going to give you more ammunition. You will get off this call with a superior level of nutritional knowledge but we've got to have some fun first. We've got to look back to see ahead. We have to understand trends that have come and gone, the marketing coincidences, hint, hint, there's no such thing. There's God incidences that have come with these marketing windows of time to influence herd movement in our population. Very key language there, everybody major, major keys. And to understand these and why fat is so controversial and why, what happens to the fat we eat? Is it hormonal? Are PGs hormonal? Absolutely. This is a glandular female hormone, male hormone phone call and how it relates to your immune system, specifically on the next format review we discuss. But to hear this again or hear it for the first time is paradigm shifting. By now, everybody has been on the program or at least for a couple weeks. You're starting to learn about how the body gives you feedback. You're also very aware of patterns that are coming off your dietary format sheet, whether your cleaning cycles are sluggish, they've picked up speed, how well you calm down. This is called feedback from your immune system. As my mother always said, this program allows for an interactive experience with your immune system. You don't have to go to a doctor's office and get hooked up on biofeedback. You don't have to stick stuff all over yourself. You just have to have a couple parameters down. The scale reactivity, get some counsel, learn how white blood cells communicate, and you're off and running. But we need to understand why are prostaglandins so powerful? Why is this a critical piece of success for the dietary engineering platform, as well as, by the way, pharmaceutical science. This diagram, yes, my mother, Sari Melman, the founder who developed this program to save my life, PhD, took this diagram and we formatted it to help people understand about food. But what you see here on this diagram is a key component of the pharmaceutical industry making synthetic drugs that regulate inflammation and hormone. So in the 1980s, who was that guy who walked across the television screen in his underwear with the long Goldilocks hair holding, I can't believe it's not butter. Ah, everybody knows now, for those of you listening, this is a good refresher, but it's the truth. And that started a huge campaign, the I can't believe it's not butter campaign with Mr. Flavio, right? And at the time, Crystal Light was crushing it. For those of you that are very young, you probably saw your parents or your auntie or your grandma constantly sipping on that crystal light, which was an, anti, which was an appetite anti-diet suppressant. That was a marketing term, anti-diet, but the catch was it's an appetite suppressant. And these, th these things and chemicals 
that our neurotoxins still circulate around today. Just ask yourself a couple times, do you think it's good to eat something that's an appetite suppressant? Turn something off in your brain and causes the body to not communicate. These aren't new trends, everyone. These things have been around longer than most of us have even been on the planet. They just get retooled and remarketed. And we have to look back to see ahead because when Flavio walked across the television screen holding the I can't believe it's not butter, that was the attack on confusing human beings with fat. What went on in the late 1970s, 1980s, and 1990s? The low fat, no fat campaign. Everybody was scared. If you were a child, you saw Cool Whip in the house. If you were an adult and now you're still an adult, you remember Cool Whip. You remember, I can't believe it's not butter. Then you remember all the diet sodas. You remember NutraSweet, sweet and low. You even may remember the word saccharin. These are all now known carcinogenics. That means they cause cancer. That's serious. You felt that. This was a trend that most of all people lived through. Some people didn't, which is very sad. But that's a reality too, because maybe some of you on the phone call tonight remember the commercials in the 1990s when Lipitor came out, first generation, and it said, if you know someone that has taken any of these medications, please call in to join the class action lawsuit because it increased the possibility of cancer in their body. Now, you may be thinking, why is this really important to this diagram? Oh, it's exceptionally important because that first generation of Lipitor was put out after they scared everybody away from eating fat. So everybody's scared of fat. They don't know what to think of fat. Remember, low fat, no fat. Flavio, I can't believe it's not butter. What the hell is in that tub? Chemicals. Nothing. Dead nutrients. So everybody's immune systems got really confused. Please listen. Continue to listen with an open heart and an open mind. Because now that you've got statistically everyone's immune systems functified on not being able to use fat correctly, or they're eating tons of artificial fat. Aha, because some of you were thinking, yeah, but doc, I remember that sweet and low, NutraSweet, some of this stuff's still around, but then there was all this natural flavor. Low fat came back and natural flavors was everywhere and it made everybody feel good because it was natural and cholesterol issues started to pop up. Oh, it's the fat. No, it's the red meat. No, it's the dairy fat. No, it's the shellfish. Oh my God, what do we eat? Oh, it's okay. Here, take Lipitor. First and second generation, number one side effect, increase of cancer cells. You don't have to believe Dr. Leon or Sari Melman. You can go look it up. So now the trend comes, and now we're into the late 90s, 2000s. And remember, why is this important? What is the first question on this diagram? What happens to the fats that we eat? What is the second question? Why do we need to eat the fats that are correct for individual systems, which can still be accomplished from a human being if they don't have their gallbladder? Or if they've taken tons of steroids and they've poisoned these organs, which we find out from time to time once we get your blood back. Because part of our diagnostic formulation that I sit and do is looking for these glands in your bloodstream. Are they exhausted? Are they willing to work with some food? So now, what happened in the late 90s to the 2000s, everybody? Oh, fat made its comeback, right? Oh, low fat. Okay, do your yogurts, your low fat yogurts. 
Then there was zero calorie. They again sneaking in the sweeteners. Then it got really confusing, right? From the two thousand from two thousand to two thousand and ten. Now the medical community came in. I mean, come on, someone laugh with me. I know everybody's on mute, but you could go to your doctor in 2002 and 2003 and they could write a prescription for fish oil? Oh my God, this is hysterical. But you have to sit back, keep your mind open, keep the heart open. What is happening here? So now you have doctors prescribing fish oil and Health magazines, they're saying, well, eat nuts, eat seeds, but don't eat this, right? Then there's another campaign that says, no, no fat, low fat. It's really confusing. Well, that was it. After 2008, everybody gave in. Fat is healthy. It's the secret. After 2010, and here we are, 2020, yes, for 10 years, it's been keto, keto, paleo, high fat, no fat. It is more confusing than ever. And proven to really stress the immune system out. And that's why tonight, as we enter into what are prostaglandins, how do they affect us hormonally with pain, inflammation, and then chemicals in fruits and vegetables that can be really violent or they can be our good friends? Are they compatible or are they not? It's two parts tonight on this call. So let's have some fun because these trends, if everybody on the call right now is thinking, yeah, but uh, Dr. Leon, like they're around right now. It's still confusing. Women's Health Magazine, Men's Health Magazine. It's like eat fat, don't eat fat, have a couple nuts, measure it in a cup. It is. It really is. And tonight we're going to introduce you to what happens if the body uses these things correctly and what gets manufactured. Now, if you're thinking, yeah, but if something's manufactured that's ill, that's not good. Well, that's correct. And you heard that in my storytelling just now. We have to look back to see ahead. So when we hear the word fat, what do we really think of? And the confusing word, right? Essential fatty acids, like, I mean, that's, that's, that is like the most confusing thing. Most people don't know. They just think, oh, I just got to, you know, eat fat, take fat. That's what my essential fatty acids are. Yes. Well, that would be a good answer because fats in biochemistry are referred to as essential fatty acids, for short, EFAs. And by, by the way, everybody, please write all over this diagram. After this conference call, you'll get a recording emailed to you, and you'll be able to store that for at least 30 days and listen to it again. Now, fats are essential fatty acids, and they are food, and food is biochemistry, and they are essential because we need them to be present in our bloodstream to manufacture something that we need called a prostaglandin. Now, we have three prostaglandins, everyone, in your bloodstream. When you're born with them, you typically have them. And we do, we check for that. Praise God, we're born with a heart with four valves, two eyes, two kidneys, and so on. However, when we get your blood sample back, this is something that I'm looking for. Are these glands exhausted? Or are they ready to play? And who do they not want to play with? Major key question here. But this may be the first time you're hearing of prostaglandins. And remember, for short, that's called PGs. So we're going to refer to these prostaglandins as PG1, prostaglandin 1, 
PG2 for prostaglandin 2, PG3 for prostaglandin 3. And now, what are the importance of these glands you may be hearing about for the first time? However, science has known about them for a very long time. Everybody on the phone tonight knows what Viagra is. Everybody knows what Celebrex is or prednisone. And if you were to look on the side of a box of Celebrex or Viagra, it actually says synthetic prostaglandin. Pretty powerful. So let's think about this for a moment out loud, everyone. What are common problems that our immune systems come in contact with that experience? For example, if someone has high blood pressure, the medication pre prescribed to reduce that has the effect of an anti-inflammatory for their cardiovascular system because it reduces inflammation there. Now, if you don't go get a prescription, you can go over the counter. You can walk into drugstores. They're everywhere here, right? And the doctors say, hey, you know, take something to keep the inflammation down every day. I'm not going to repeat it because I, I don't want that programming in your brain because you can find a food that does the same thing. But if someone has a problem with their sinuses, the medication prescribed is most likely what? Claritin, Allegra, Zyrtec, you name it. And you can get higher doses if it's prescribed or you can go get over the counter. And what do these things do, everybody? They reduce inflammation in the upper respiratory tract. Someone with a breathing problem, like asthma, whether they're born with it, it's developed over some time of their childhood, adolescent, or adult life. If it's exercise-induced, regardless, what do they get? What are they prescribed? An inhaler. That's right. Everybody was saying that, right? To reduce inflammation in the lower and the upper respiratory tracts. And what is in that inhaler, everybody? A steroid, a hormone, suppressant, or unfortunately, an accelerator. That's why most people know, especially parents, the more you use an inhaler, it seems like the kid needs it more and it doesn't strengthen the respiratory system. It weakens it over time. That's not a coincidence. Remember, I said that in the beginning. There is no such thing here. What about bowel problems, everyone? Like if you know someone that has gastrointestinal issues, what are they prescribed? Medication to reduce inflammation in the bowels, whether it's prednisone or something to make them go to the bathroom. What about muscles? pain with muscles and skeletal tissue, anti-inflammatories for the muscles and the joints too. And I'll prove it to you with two more fields. Dermatologists, you go to a dermatologist, you got irritations on your skin. Rashes, what do they prescribe? Anti-inflammatories for the skin. Same thing with eye doctors, everybody. Ophthalmologists, same thing. Prescribe anti-inflammatories for the eyes. So the point that we're emphasizing here and again, please listen with an open heart and an open mind. The point we're emphasizing here is the fact that at some time or another, medically, one of our systems is going to need an anti-inflammatory. And your body has the capacity to manufacture its own anti-inflammatories for each end organ system. And because it does have this amazing capability, we should try to provide it with the correct foods to accomplish this. And in this way, you will need less or no medication in the future. Many of you, if not all of you, have been referred by somebody. That's how our organization has thrived for 39 years to date, developed to save my life initially. And to understand this is to be able to speak about it with certainty and confidence. But your glands have the ability to regulate pain, 
hormone and inflammation. And all three of these things work together. And in this way, you will need less or no medication in your future. So now, to achieve this, your personal goals on this program are going to have to fulfill a mission. And that mission is to find the foods on your program that will cause these three prostaglandins to be produced in your system. Now, if you've challenged one or two over time and they did not challenge in well, you've, you know exactly what I'm about to say next because you've been on format reviews with me. Right? You can't force the gland to work. The prostaglandin needs time to rest and heal. It is what it is. Let's just work with what's working and challenge another food. But when those prostaglandins do challenge in well, everybody, now you make it a focus to constantly flood that PG food with the appropriate anti-inflammatory hormone that gets manufactured for you. And now everybody's saying, or at least people that have, may have heard this before, well, doc, yeah, that's PG stacking. That's what I call it. That's what we've called it for 39 years. It's called PG stacking, where when you take your PG foods and you flood your system with those foods to either accelerate weight loss, build muscle mass real quick, gain strength, control inflammation. So you have less negative inflammation that causes pain and more positive blood flow, more positive circulation that helps tissue heal. It's amazing. You hear what I'm talking about? Like our body has the capacity to do this. And by all means, please, you can go look up the medications I shared earlier. They are all synthetic prostaglandins. And in the beginning of this call, when we went through reflection, the trends to scare us away from certain things and then provide the medications to give to our body the things that people got confused about learning about. So let's get into our PG pathways here. For those of you just joining us, you're more than welcome to take notes, ask questions at the end. But we've got quite a bit to go, so welcome. So the first box off to the left is PG-1. Now, remember, when you see these foods, don't go off yonder. Don't start thinking, oh, I've eaten these before. What is Dr. Leon talking about? Remember, open heart, open mind. Because these foods are now only being challenged or eaten in the presence of other foods that are working, that are not bombarding your white blood cells where you already have, big word here, cellular degradation. Those are things that I look at when your blood comes in. But when you challenge in food, it's being introduced to your immune system with only other foods that are working correctly. And cells aren't being killed and inflammation is going on in the body, which happens. So we've got corn, olive, sunflower, and peanut, right? And then we've got a couple others, apricot, grape, avocado, and coconut. These are all PG-1. And these foods look and taste differently, but when that little arrow under the box gets involved, everybody, which is an enzyme and then an acid, you can't stop that. That's like a domino chip. Once one falls, it's just it's a beautiful art of energy. And this is what happens in our body. It's amazing. And that's what a pathway looks like until you get to the bottom of the page and you have a PG-1 manufactured, which now produces anti-inflammatory hormones which regulate pain and inflammation, female and male, and then end organ systems function to produce hormones, whether it's anti-aging, muscle building, strength, memory, acuity, the ability to reproduce. This is it. Most of you have seen the Tisha Martin article in our binder. Yes, and actually the entire management firm of King Entertainment 
were clients many, many years ago because of that amazing story. It's no exaggeration from the truth. We have a small culture of people, probably one new patient a month, that just come to dietary engineering because they would like to get pregnant and they're having trouble and they don't want to take out a loan or get shot up with over $100,000 worth of steroids. Because when you sign that paperwork, it actually warns you about decreasing life expectancy and the side effects. But people are desperate and you know they don't really think about debt. So you just saw what a pathway looks like on PG-1. But there's multiple arrows there. We get into PG-2, whoo, it looks interactive, right? PG-2 looks like working with PG-1. What's going on here, doc? Well, let's, before we jump into PG-2, when you see red meat, dairy fat, and shellfish, what does it make you think of? Well, Doc, kind of like what you talked to me about in the opening of your call, like in the, in the 80s and the 90s, this was really, it was really hated on. It was. It was very confusing because of the fat conversation and the cholesterol conversation, depending on your age, is exactly what someone would think about regarding Lipitor or another fancy word called a statin medication or not. Many of you sitting around with family eating dinner have talked about red meat, and some people say, oh, I feel so heavy when I eat it. You know, it takes a lot of energy from my body. Or they've said that about dairy or shellfish. But here's the interesting fact. Whether it works for the immune system or not, there's only three steps versus four in PG-1, five in PG-3, and then the alternative pathway of PG-3, three steps. So PG2 is relatively quick, and it is common that many people experience physical food symptoms real quick with PG3. Once again, that's not a coincidence. That's scientific. So let's have some fun and jump into PG2. As you can see, these foods are totally different from the foods in the first box. I'll say it again, red meats, dairy fats, and shellfish. And they break down along their pathway very quickly by those enzymes represented by the two long arrows there. And then become a prostaglandin 2 that provides your system with totally different anti-inflammatory hormones than the first pathway. Now you're thinking, yeah, but doc, it looks like it interacts with PG-1. We'll get to that at the end of the call. That's a quick step. But everyone would agree with me. There must have been a point in your life or other people's lives that you know that may still be battling cardiovascular disease, diabetes, gastrointestinal issues, you name it, that avoid these foods because of their so-called cholesterol fat content. There's no doubt it's surrounding the conversation. When to date, aside from the very well-respected Finnish Institute in Europe, along with Stanford, SMU, and North Carolina University, of why constant studies are published that there are positive findings with people that do consume animal fats, high dairy fat, or shellfish fat. And that's because of something called a sphenogolipid. Now, that's a big fun word like extraterrestrial, but it's sphenogolipids. And these sphenogolipids are found to be beneficial for preventing colon cancer and cardiovascular disease. Now, Statistically, colon cancer is one of the top on the rise for the past 10 years. They're now literally playing commercial after commercial, getting everyone to think, regardless of age, you need a colonoscopy. And it's become a fear factor driven conversation. Is that coincidence? 
No, not at all. We just have to sit back and listen. Now, have they scared people away from eating these foods? And you could say, yeah, but doc, you talk a lot about plant-based. You know, what if I don't want to eat animal meats? That's okay. These fats can come from other places too. There's other PG pathways, just not for PG2. To have all three working is excellent, but it's not necessary. I did say that. What I did say is if you get one working, flood your system with it. That other gland will repair in time. So because there's so many benefits to these, and Jerry Lee Lewis has been raising money longer than maybe all of us have been alive for cardiovascular disease, and there have been some really good breakthroughs with instruments and different things that they can put in our bodies. However, there is not a cure for cardiovascular disease except for lifestyle change and nutritional habits that, please hear me clearly, only if these foods challenge in well and work according to the protocol of the program will you benefit from their potential. And if they don't work, then you should not have them at all in your system. So in other words, if you challenge in dairy fat and you can't get the whole fat to work, then you shouldn't have the skim or low fat because I got news for you. Your immune system can't use the food structure well. That's right. Now you're thinking, oh my God, all those years that my mom, my dad, whoever raised you, right, was doing all the skim and low fat milk because they thought they were just getting the protein with no fat. But the worst part is if that dairy molecule gets tagged or if any food structure, regardless of how it's been altered, gets tagged by a white blood cell, the nutrients isn't even used well. That's right. 86. In the food industry, that means thrown out. So all the calcium from the dairy or anything, it doesn't get used well because it got tagged by a white blood cell. And for those of you that have challenged in food and have gotten a symptom, or you saw you, you did not accomplish a two-pound cleanse, PM to AM, where I teach you how to interpret your organs, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because a white blood cell tagged that food, attacked the food, inflammation set in, and that was it. Now, Doc, what about PG3? A lot of arrows over there. My goodness, five. And that's right. In the 1970s, this was known as the macrobiotic pathway. Very trendy word that came and went. This PG3 pathway is the most complicated, everyone. I repeat, it is the most complicated and requires the most energy from the body. You will notice there are five arrows there. And that means that more enzymes and more acids are needed from your beautiful immune system to assimilate this food and break these types of foods down correctly. Well, that leads to a lot of, a lot of fun. You would think if people give their immune system the time it needs. Last time I checked, everybody's sleeping with a sleep band. They've got something strapped to their head, strapped to their mattress. They're tracking everything. It's, it's insane, right? I mean, you've even got people now developing machines that hack sleep. Like you don't need sleep. Sleep is actually something they're trying to create a negative conversation around it. It's, uh, I can't even comprehend something like this. Sleep is the ultimate God-given gift. It is where the spirit and the innate intelligence in our immune system goes to heal and recover and then adapt. And then we have the energy to perform. Now, when you look at this and you say, okay, walnuts, other nuts, soy, beans, other beans, grains, doc, oof, you know, this is a, some of these things are, you know, I don't know, I don't know about this in society. You know, gas gives, gas comes from beans, right? I mean, a lot of us grew up from that, from summer camp with the songs and everything. And then my God, we're so confused now more than ever about gluten, right? I can't eat gluten, gluten's in wheat. Oh my God, it's in all these grains and, and, and even some nuts and things are sprayed on them, doc. What do we, what do we do about this? 
Well, if we challenge in some of these PG3s and they don't work, a pattern of dietary immunology is revealed. And because everyone has their individual diagnostic playbook, we can chart out the pattern specific to that white blood cell and your PG3 foods. For example, if you challenge in three PG3 foods and they're all color-coded red, and you come back to that on a format review with me, I say, well, we should not challenge in any more red PG3 foods. Wow, no more guesswork. Your dietary science at work for you because everyone is unique and individual. Now, aside from those physical food symptoms that I kind of had some fun with just now, what if that pathway on PG3 does not assimilate food correctly? What if that pathway is exhausted, doc? What if it needs more rest? Well, remember, you have to report all the physical food symptoms, please, all the physical food symptoms, because those correlate to a white blood cell. They're part of the parameters of dietary engineering. Now, nature provides for you an alternative way to get a PG3 anti-inflammatory hormone if you can't use beans, nuts, or wheat correctly, and that's through eating fish. And by the way, everybody, um, it's one of the reasons why we are one of the unfortunate countries that has the largest B vitamin deficiency in the world because we have literally been mind reprogrammed to think that grains and different forms of carbohydrates that help our body use insulin and make insulin correctly. We've been scared away from that, where I talk a lot about that specific to medical history on people's format reviews. But insulin is an amazing hormone. It's an anti-aging weapon, and it can really work well for you because you were born with a pancreas. And that organ, it needs carbohydrates. Last time I checked, at least. You know, but you know, who knows? They're, they're going to be making pills for that too, and you won't even need that organ anymore, right? Because diabetes has been the top three number one killer and number one financial economic stimulus for our country in over 15 years. It's really something else. So we've got to step away and think with an open mind and an open heart to see these patterns, to look back and see ahead. So now when we're looking at the fish oil PG3 column, three quick steps, and you got a PG3 produced for you that in turn manufactures male or female hormones and anti-inflammatory hormones to accelerate weight loss, decrease pain, and increase circulation. Now, the essential fatty acid component of this that's really become the past 10 years, so we understand this, now you're thinking, okay, doc, so there's fats in all these foods. They produce these magical things. These glands need to work. Um, hey, Dr. Leon, what is, where, where is the omega-3 in this? Where is my omega-6? Okay, well, let's get to that. So over PG-1, over the PG-1 box, please, everybody, write down primarily omega-6, secondary omega-3. Right? And for those of you that have read, oh, if I do more aerobic exercise, I run, I bike, I do Versa Climber, I box, whatever it may be, then you need more omega-6. Well, yeah, that research is uh, proven. You know, if you're not and you only do that two or three times a day, you need omega-3. Okay, well, good. Either one, it's in your PG pathway. So primary omega-6, secondary omega-3. Now shoot over to your PG-3 column, right, which there's two columns there, and just flip it. PG3 is primary omega-3, secondary omega-6. Now, a unique conversation that's really biochemical for 
those of you that may have heard your parents or people talk about the 1960s to the 1980s. So I'm moving really within a 40 to 50 year time span here, but it's important to know the trends that through 1960, 1980, a lot of people were scared from having arthritis and pain in the joints. And they were told that arachidonic acid is the cause of all of that problem. And then after the 1980s, Time Magazine and a bunch of media publications said, oh my God, arachidonic acid is the key and your body makes it. You just have to eat foods that help your body produce arachidonic acid. My God, there it is in front of your faces again. The trend, right? Fear, don't teach, take it away. Years later, either manufacture it or teach and it's right there in our own bodies. Amazing. So let's look at PG-1. Look at that big long arrow going across to PG-2, arachidonic acid. How about that? Right? Look at PG-3, everybody. Oh my God, it's got arachidonic acid in it. Every single pathway interacts with arachidonic acid. Now, in case you're wondering why it says evening primrose oil up at the top of PG-2, that's because some people believe there are different types of plants that actually house these PGs, which we'll discuss one-to-one -one on format reviews based off your challenge lists. So now, your upcoming format review, following this call, we will label all of your foods on your challenge list with a number one, number two, or number three. So you know each food and the prostaglandin that it will interact with. But for now, let's get into part two of increasing circulation, decreasing inflammation, or nutrients and chemicals. So we're going from glands, everyone, that are hormonal and they regulate inflammation, to now we're going into foods that have chemistry, where it's either nutrients or it's a chemical. And I say that specifically because if you challenge in a fruit or a vegetable and it does not work well, boy, doesn't that remind you of like a chemical? And you think, oh, like a cleaning agent, right? Versus like, wow, if we just eat a food and it has something good for us, then we think nutrients, right? I know this may sound silly and you're laughing at me right now, but it's the truth. That's because, and I'm going to say something profound now, but that's because outside of the dietary engineering program, before you knew this, most people, and even if it wasn't you, it's okay, but they take for granted that, hey, what we put in our mouth, our body just knows how to use, right? That's it. Like you take, we, the human being takes for granted what they eat. You just eat it thinking that your body knows what to do with it, and it doesn't. It's really trying to communicate back to you. It's really trying to signal you, to be interactive with you, to have these physical food symptoms, and to catch your attention. And, uh, you know, towards the end of this year, um, we're, we're finally have momentum that you will see uh, my children's book come online and be available. You're going to see a lot of things come up and be available that are going to be tools that people can purchase to teach these things, to help our next generation of parents and children and people learn about how does their immune system communicate. But for now, turn the page and let's get into foods high in salicylates because this is it. Boy, those salicylates, they've been around for a while. And this is really interesting what's happening here. And if some of you even recognize that word because you're thinking, oh, wait a second, isn't that like, I always see that with glycolic acid or I see it in my facial peel, or I see it in like skin creams, or you've read the bottle of aspirin and Tylenol and Eleve and other types of over-the-counter non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, and you make the association 
to it because why? It decreases pain. It decreases inflammation, increases circulation, but maybe never put the two together that there are actually fruits and vegetables that have the same nutrient or chemical. Now we just have to find out, are you compatible? So salicylic acid, it's the ingredient listed on every bottle of aspirin. It is aspirin. And most people would agree. People take aspirin when they have an inflammation to reduce the inflammation. So on this page, you can see there's some fruits, some vegetables, and the one nut, the almond, which contain the same ingredient as aspirin. That's right. I just said that. The same ingredient as aspirin. But in the form it's found in nature, the way this higher power placed it on this planet. Unadulterated. Now, what we are saying here is that once you challenge in the food and it's accepted by your immune system according to the protocol and parameters of the program, your immune system will verify compatibility. And now you can flood your system with that food and it will act just like an aspirin. You eat less in a milder way. You eat more, but you already know that the nutrient is compatible. That's why many people have looked at it and say, oh my God, doc, you know, that was reactive. Oh, I remember eating that reactive food. I would break out in hives. I would get shortness of breath. That was a chemical reaction. Isn't that profound? Isn't that interesting? That in one light, when we assume something works, oh, it's a nutrient, right? But a nutrient can't be a chemical. They are one and the same, except now you have parameters. Now you have the rules. We got a snapshot of your bloodstream. We know how white blood cells are interacting. And then we know where to start you so you can build out a dietary menu, if you will, that's specific to your system. Now, once again, the same mental question will pop up in your head. Yeah, but doc, I've eaten these foods before. How come I didn't feel that benefit? Because you were eating them with other foods that did not break down correctly. You were eating them with other foods that were bothersome to your white blood cells. And because of this, you did not experience any of their health benefits. Remember on the medical interview, I asked most of you, you ever eat a food and like two days later burp it? Everybody's like, oh yeah, I mean, that's, it's kind of weird. How do you think that happens? It is weird. No, it's your body trying to get your attention. Most of us have taken a pair of athletic socks off at night and there was a ring around our ankle. And you thought the socks were too tight, but then it happened again and it happened again. That's a granulocyte trying to say, hello, I need some help because those are large white blood cells that live on our joints. So looking at these foods now, enter back in with a different mindset. You have the rules, you have the parameters on how to interpret compatibility. How will you enjoy them? Will you enjoy their benefits? because they will be eaten and first challenged in, in the presence of only other foods that are being used correctly in your system. That's why to understand the two day proof everybody and to go down two days in a row and not have physical food symptoms, you're setting yourself up for cellular success. You're setting yourself up for dietary engineering success because that immune system of yours can only look at that one food structure now and integrate for 48 hours. That means interact with it for a couple of the guest listeners. So there are some people that do not do well with salicylates. Let's get this straight. And this is really important for your notes. So jot this down. 
people who have had asthma and use lots of steroids. It's going to take time for your system to correct, but we can help with that. People that have asthma currently, they have a difficult time trying to get foods with salicylates to work. An example of this is seen with athletes all the time, all the time, whether female or male. They've used inhalers, maybe other types of prescription drugs. And as soon as they take apple juice or an athletic drink that's naturally flavored, hint, hint, artificial, it's just a fancy word for that, all of a sudden they're winded. Moms and dads, they witness this all the time. They pick up their children, they're out at a camp. Now everybody's out of school, different things are going on. They have a recovery drink. Oh my God, in 20 minutes, the kid's knocked out taking a nap. No, that's a food reaction. Or they break out, they get hives. The body communicates in these different ways. It's amazing. Now, orange, apples, and everything else listed on this page are salicylates. So these people and these children, they will do better without a fruit or a vegetable that contains a salicylate problem. And over time, their immune system will develop an antibody to it. They don't have to stay away from it forever, but there is a timetable here. Our immune system heals and recovers in a cyclic or cyclic way. And we discussed that more on the format review specific to that person. But your white blood cells, they get stronger every 120 days. You should know that. Now, people will challenge in fruits and vegetables that do not have salicylates. They won't have those physical food symptoms, and they're just happily surprised. And again, we will label these foods specifically off your challenge lists with an S. Now, hey, doc, what if salicylates work? Remember, it works like aspirin, right? Increase circulation, decrease inflammation. But my goodness, if there is a salicylate challenge or we know this from their medical history or I come back onto the orientation call, which some of you I see who's on the line, I said to you, I'm concerned a little bit about your salicylate response. And maybe there was an organ that was tired or there was an abundance of salicylates and your body was really ready to work with them, but it was not ready to work with different types of food structures. That's specific to everybody's immune system. This is not cookie cutter stuff here. This is dietary science. So let's get into the next page. Flip the page, and now you're looking at nitrites and nitrates. Now, this is another profound chemical that is either going to be a nutrient for you or chemically reactive. Now, nitrites and nitrites are also associated to similar biochemistry, similar action potential to a prostaglandin. Why do I say that? Because most people only heard of nitrites or nitrites if you're under 40 years of age, probably since 1996, 97, 98, 99, because of supplements that are called nitric oxide supplements. And now everybody thinks, oh, yeah, that's oxygen, that's power, that's blood flow, doc. Yeah. Well, that came from Viagra. You can thank the pharmaceutical industry for that because the medicine, which was synthetic prostaglandins, remember that everybody, right, from a little while ago, produced a side effect from the group of men and women with Viagra because there is female versions of it. And the side effect was more nitric oxide in the bloodstream, which just means more of an oxygen release. Or in turn, proteins were used better. Proteins are called amino acids. It doesn't have to be animal meat. So when we think of nitrites and nitrates, I need you to think of, wow, oxygen, more power, better circulation. 
which was the side effect of the synthetic drug in the study. Also, many of you are thinking like, well, wait, doc, don't I hear that a lot on the commercials at night or during the day or like in the radio? Like after someone's done jumping across the television screen and they all look all happy and dandy because they're going to get a procedure done or they get a new prescription drug, it says, please consult with your physician as this medication has nitrites or nitrates that may be contraindicating to other drugs. Yeah, now you all know what I'm talking about. And that's because nitrites and nitrates are exceptionally strong chemicals. Well, they're in your vegetables and they are everywhere. And it's very concerning because how many of us have loved ones that are over 60 years of age, moving into that geriatric bracket of life, eating more salads, taking medication, and not thinking like, oh my God, the lettuce is filled with nitrates, but the commercial on television says, be careful of your other medications when they're one and the same. So just like salicylates, there's a positive and a negative. With nitrites or nitrates, there's a positive and a negative. Now, the negative with nitrates or nitrites, this is serious. Now, just to reflect a little bit more on history, those of us that grew up going to bakeries, delis, depending on where you grew up in the region and ethnic group of human beings you grew up around, you could walk into an Italian bakery and you would see sausages and salami and everything was packaged and it had those good little yellow stickers that said nitrates have been added to prolong your shelf life. Everybody's shaking their head. Yes. Or if you went into a, a cultural deli, like growing up down here in Miami and going up north to play sports, it was Latin delis, bakeries, islands, Italian, Irish, I mean everything. But the one thing that we all have in common within the food packaged industry within that 1960 to almost 2000 time frame was those little yellow stickers. Nitrates have been added to these products to commercially prolong their shelf life and everybody is nodding their heads. Yes, doc. Oh my goodness. And they're still around today. And do you know that those have been proven to cause cancer? That's called carcinogenic. All nitrites and nitrates that are commercially, synthetically manufactured are carcinogenic. Period. It's not debatable. So that's a GMO food, everybody. That's genetically modified organisms. That's your conventional food. All of your conventional food is sprayed with nitrites or nitrates. Your restaurants, anything that is not labeled non-GMO, organic, or biodynamic, you are eating an elevated level of nitrites or nitrates, which can cause dehydration. I know I'm speaking quickly, but I told you it was coming, right? Nitrites or nitrates cause dehydration, cramping, headaches, blood pressure issues, poor circulation, nerve pain, and the worst that most feel, chronic fatigue. Nitrites or nitrates, chronic fatigue. People challenge these foods in when on program, and when it does not work, they get hit. I'm talking massive headache within the scale reactivity system. You go up two days in a row with a nitrite or nitrate. You feel exceptionally bloated, and some people even report heavy leg syndrome. Now, all of your conventional GMO food off program is sprayed with these chemicals. Most nitrites or nitrates are derived from corn gases. It's very, very sad. And that's, uh, you can thank the people that run this country for that. That's why you must read labels. That's why even in some of the funny videos you're going to see coming out where I'm showing people what I do on my cheat day, I'm still eating non-GMO. And when you decide to poison yourself, 
you have the right to poison yourself. You have chosen how you're going to poison yourself. And then you go back on program. Now, the positive benefit of nitrites or nitrates, I want to make sure that you heard that, is increasing circulation, increasing energy. Now, most of you are thinking, yeah, but doc, you know, there's some vegetables here. Like my auntie, she raised me and said, oh, always eat your vegetables. It helps your white blood cells. It helps your little army of fighters is the phrase. Well, that's if the food's used correctly. But yes, most vegetables that are very dark in color or beautiful, bright in color have a fancy word called phytochemicals, which contains nitrites or nitrates. And now you're thinking, oh, yes, that's what Dr. Leon told me, but I need to know if they work correctly because they're either a nutrient or a chemical. And we've done a great job. That's how your brain needs to be programmed. They're either a nutrient or a chemical. And am I compatible? Now it gets more confusing, right, in the United States of America, because we've all gone to school and, hey, we're told to eat five to six servings of these foods daily. I think we should know which ones will break down in our systems correctly and eat those rather than the others. What if you're doing a celery fast and now your next menstrual cycle is the worst it's ever been? And then what if you ate bok choy and the next menstrual cycle, it's incredible. What if you ate cabbage and all your cramping went away, but then you re ate red onion and oh my God, you've got more mucus than ever and your hair's fallen out. See, nutrients versus chemicals. Nutrients versus chemicals. Compatibility, understanding how the immune system communicates. So remember, over time, all of these foods, they can work correctly at some point but it's patterning out. It's being patient with your temple. It's being patient with your body on how she or he is communicating with you. Now, how is it possible, doc, that all these foods at some point could work? Well, that's because during your horizontal time, your liver produces more enzymes and your immune system makes antibodies to foods that did not work, just like it did for the chicken pox, just like it does for bacteria and viruses. And your immune system gets smarter. It gets more intelligent. It adapts. It overcomes. One of the top side effects on this program that is a positive side effect is I get the text or an email after someone's gone their full counseling and they say, hey, doc, you know, it's amazing. I only caught one cold this year. I can't even remember the last time that happened. Some people say they don't even catch a cold. What a great positive side effect from reducing medication, losing weight, decreasing your body fat without having to exercise. Positive side effects, pretty cool, really funny, but facts, truth. So when you reintroduce or re-challenge a food that does not work correctly, and then when you re-challenge it, if it doesn't work, okay. We pattern that out. Which white blood cell correlated to that food? Was it a PG food, everybody? Was it a salicylate? Was it a nitrate? There's rules to the game. That's why it's called how to play the game. And then your dietary pattern of immunology is revealed. And the same goes for fruits and vegetables, these chemicals. Are they compatible or not? Nutrients or chemical? A lot of fun to look forward to and the benefits that come from them. And on your next format reviews, we will label all of your challenge lists with the letters S or the letter N. Now, our software has given you a little bit of a cheat sheet in your dietary playbook where we've done a little bit of that homework for you. We don't give it all away. We're going to fill that in because everybody has a different medical history. And when we say medical history, that doesn't have to be negative. It could be positive. It's what your life has endured. It's what your beautiful immune system has endured. 
perspective is everything now more than ever. And every thought and every food you eat that works well for your white blood cells is now a catalyst that will express something positive inside your body and outside in your life. Be thankful. Give yourself a hug. Congratulate yourself on staying committed, even if you've had a cheat day or an off day, because our program allows for that. It's one of the greatest reasons people come. I can't tell you on medical interviews and people say, Doc, in the first week, you're going to teach me about that recovery program. I heard you go off and then you come right back on. Yes. Yes. This is not strict, but we do streamline. I'll say that again. This is not strict, but we do streamline your immune system and you know exactly where to go, what to stay feeding on for consistency to get the results that you want. So at this point in time, everyone, you are welcome to come off of mute. Um, we're going to open up for some questions. It's a lot of fun, a lot of, lot of knowledge. Um, I was speaking very quickly. I wanted to do two parts and get this into a recording so people have access to it in the next 30 days. And literally in the next couple months, we're beta testing the website. Passwords will be given to log in and listen to these things. Really, really neat. This is usually a two-part educational that I crammed into one, and I spoke very quickly, and we did it right under 60 minutes. So at this point in time, you're welcome to come off a of mute. I will go around just once and ask questions or answer questions. Okay. So, um, all right. No one's come off a of mute. If uh, anybody doesn't come off a of mute, we'll just say good night, hydrate, go ahead and get back to your food and thank you for your attendance. And remember everybody, please, I'm working to be my greatest. You and your families need you to be your greatest and together we can uplift humanity and help humanity be greater. Everyone have a great night, stay positive, and get your horizontal time. I'm Dr. Leon Melman, and thank you for attending.